Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hello, you wonderful lot. Have I got a treat for you. Now, if you follow me regularly, we have a returner. Hooray. My lovely friend Claire is back to speak to us. So let me just introduce you to her to you for those that might not know her. Suicide rates are on the rise and mental health issues in our young people, the dare I say it, the lost generation, and now the silent pandemic. How do we support and raise our children's emotional literacy to guarantee their academic success? Well, Claire is an author, speaker, coach, healer, tutor, and parent who is passionate about ensuring that children are switched on learners and that they are accessing their natural gifts, abilities, and talents to unlock their true potential and to live life purposefully. As an expert educator and award-winning well-being entrepreneur, Claire combines her unique skill set to support families around the world. Now, her passion and enthusiasm to get kids and young people motivated in learning has been the catalyst for developing the Clever and Quantum curricula in the Switched On Academy. And Claire is going to share how you can help your child switch on for success and increase it by increasing their confidence, their creativity and fulfillment. Claire, my darling, it's so lovely to see you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me back, Kai. It's always such a pleasure to have a high vibrational, exciting conversation with you. Well, it's good to see you. Well, people aren't seeing you, but I am. We were just talking. These these videos, eventually, when I get over to to London town and have proper broadband, these these, um, broadcasts are also going to go up on YouTube. So watch this space, guys. Claire, today we are talking, and I know this is really well-timed because it it sort of um, dovetails in with a a programme that you're running, Um, but we are sort of really talking about how to help our kids sort of discover their path, aren't we? To discover where the heck they're heading. Because I know many parents have great plans for where their kids or where they hope their kids might end up. But some, sometimes it doesn't always go sort of quite according to plan, does it? That's exactly right. And um you know, yes, exactly. Our plans aren't necessarily our children's path. This is the thing. We have to make this distinction. And this is where, like, for some people it is, right? There are some families I've worked with. There are some some teens that I've mentored and coached and, and tutored where 
their path is really easy, right? They're going into the family business or their father's done the same thing as their grandfather and it's very easy. They've got contacts in the right place, in the law firms, in the medical schools, in the insurance industries, in the in the finance industries, right? They're like, well, I've done this. Your, you know, your grandfather's done this. We'll just talk to so-and-so. We'll get you work experience and it's easy. That's where you are, right? But... Is that really where that person wants to go? Sometimes it is. More often than not, it isn't. But is it is it fair to say also sometimes kids haven't a blimmin' clue, so they go by by the path of least resistance and just sort of think, well, you know, if mum's going to open a door for me or if dad's going to help me get work experience, surely that's the easiest way to do it without actually giving themselves permission to work out if it's what they're truly hoping or wanting for. Well, you make two very good points. Um, It is about the path of least resistance if you don't know, right? So at least try something because, because a stepping stone is to know what you don't like. Yes. Yes. Right. So at least try something and, and think, okay, well, what is it about that work experience that I didn't like? And then make a list of all the things you don't like, because that will help you to work out what you then do like, where you do thrive, what kind of work experience you like, what kind of um, interaction with other people you like, what kind of leadership and responsibility you like or don't like. So at least do something, you know, don't just don't just don't just slam that door shut and say, well, because my parents are offering me, it must therefore be something I don't want to do. Not necessarily. So, you know, always try something. But the second thing that you made uh, you know, a little comment about just then was, you know, yes, they might take the path of least resistance, you know, but have they been allowed to explore even whether that is something that they want to do? And should they take that path? Are they then allowed to turn around and say, actually, it's not for me? Yeah. Or is there a massive expectation, and this can be a cultural one as well, you know, with going into family businesses and things, is there actually an expectation that that is what they're doing, whether they like it or not? You are going to be on the board of directors with our company, right? That's a hell of a responsibility to put on a young child, isn't it? It's a massive responsibility and it's too much responsibility. And even though a parent might be thinking they're doing the right thing, and I'm putting my fingers in the air for those of you who are listening, um, you know, is it the right thing, right? Because it's about this squashing this young person into this mold uh, that maybe doesn't fit them. It's about, you know, um, making this square peg round hole scenario. And actually what we need to do, I personally believe, is to give our young people the wings to fly, the, 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 the ability to become who it is that they are here to be fully expressed in the true version of themselves. Because that is where we thrive. That is how a person thrives, by fully expressing their authenticity, their truth, their gifts, their talents, their attributes and their potential. Now, what comes into play very often as a parent, and I've been through this myself and I'll give you an example in just a moment, is fear. We can sometimes be full of fear for our young people that if they do try to fully express themselves into who they are, their gifts, their talents and their their attributes, especially if it's creative, we go down the road of, well, that's lovely, but it's not going to earn you any money. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, that's lovely. You know, that's a very altruistic thing that you want to do, but it's not going to earn you any money. It's not going to get you in the right circles to meet the right people to have the lifestyle that we think you should have. <laughs> exactly. And it's the sort of go and get a good job and you can do that as a sideline or you that's can do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It can be your right. plan B, but what's your plan A? Yeah. Now, we're saying that as parents because we're coming from a place of fear, because we're coming from an old paradigm where the route that was set out is now something that they're deviating from. And so we don't know what's around that corner because we can't see it. We only know the path that we've trodden. And the path that we've trodden, being raised unconsciously, being educated unconsciously, is You do this to get that, to get that, to get that, to get that, and you end up there. So my question actually is to all the parents who are listening, and this is going to be a massive trigger question, and I'm going to put a hashtag, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, right? Um, Is this, do you want your child, your teenager, to walk the same path you've walked? Really think about that very carefully. No way. Because if you don't, why are you getting them to do the same things that you did thinking that that's the road to success? Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Einstein says that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So here's the thing. Do you want your child to end up as an adult who is depressed, overdrawn, in a toxic relationship, gone through a messy divorce, (laughs) in debt, (laughs) big mortgage. Like, that's what I've gone through as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I want that for my sons? Doing all the crappy jobs that you don't want to do, waiting for the weekend where you're too knackered to do anything anyway. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Working to live instead of living to work, whatever way around it should be. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Why do you want that for your child when it hasn't worked for you? And I think that's the thing is the fact that we sort of do the, I, 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 I've done the mistakes, I've walked the path, learn by my mistakes and do it the way. And, and sometimes we sort of kid ourselves and sort of say, don't do it my way, but do it this way because this way is better. And yet it's really hard because, as you sort of say, we're working from fear because surely it's our job as the parent to guide our child. Surely it's our job as the grown-up to know what the heck we're doing. Sure. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's we are sitting there sort of needing to know what we're doing or feeling that way. And um, if we're clueless, it's scary. That's right. So let's all raise an invisible hand because we can't see you. Hands <laughs> up. Who thinks they know the hell what they're doing? Oh, oh cool. can't see any hands raised. <laughs> You're quite right. I'm flying by the seat of my pants the whole time. <laughs> exactly. So the thing is, what we need to do, in my opinion, is to give our young people the skills to do just that. Yes. To take the risks, to fly by the seat of their pants, to try new things. Right. We need to say, actually, it's OK to fail. I'm still mucking up my life and I'm 50 odd. Why you? Why do you have to know at 18? You don't yeah. have to know. It's okay to have an authentic, you know, transparent conversation and say, do you know what? You've got your whole life to learn. You've got a whole life to work it out. <clears throat> don't have to nail it by the age of 22. 
And and I think that's the thing. And I think it's sort of going back to that. Let's keep trying until something sort of is is you know something clicks. And 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 my kids are case in point. Actually, in fairness, in fairness, I'm a bit like that. I mean, in my twenties, I was a sort of um, a, a project manager in IT. In my thirties, I was a stay at home mum. In my forties, I was a, a sort of wedding and portrait photographer. And in my fifties, I was a, a I'm a sort of parenting coach. Well, I tell you what, those are all really really different things all of which, funnily enough, were never things that the careers advisor said I would be good at or I should be doing. Exactly. And I and I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is life should be lived, life should be exciting. Rather and I mean I uh, I remember Jack when he was eleven and he came went we I was driving him into big school going, oh my God, this is so exciting. And he went, this is it, isn't it? And I went, oh my God, yeah, what how exciting new friends. And he went, no, 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 this is it. I've got this, I've got GCSEs, I've got A-levels, I've got university, and then I've got a job for life. And I thought, oh, my darling son, we're going to have to change that attitude because that's not the way our kids should be looking at their future, is it? That's right. They're looking down this deep, dark tunnel of despair. Yeah. That's what they're looking down. It's bloody scary for them as well. It's bloody scary. And the problem is that all the jobs, I mean, my son's literally just done his careers day at school. He's in lower sixth. He said, what a waste of his time that he can never get back. What a waste of his time. Unless, you know, it's the same lady who's been there. Now, his school's 500 years old. Now, this lady's not 500 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. But it's the same lady in the library. Like, literally, you know, has she got, you know, has she got a dagger? But um, it's the lady in the library with the list. Right. And, And it's the same list. And it's like. Have you actually opened your eyes and looked at the outside world, at the opportunities that are available now, you know, with YouTube, with podcasts like we're doing? But for young people, they can build businesses like this. Entrepreneurship for teens, financial literacy for teens. I talk to teens who are trading, right? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to be, you know, nine to five in the city. You can't even go to the city anyway. (laughs) Right. So, so everything's changed. So this is the thing. How do you get online work experience? Right. Is anybody asking teenagers this question? Is Chamber of Commerce putting out any courses that young people can do online? Because this is how the world is working. We don't go to work anymore. Hello. So what do we do as parents then? Come on. How so do we... What, you, what we do is we take oh, a step jump back. on your program. Which oh, we take a step back and we breathe and we go, right, OK, this is far too complicated and we don't know the answers. So let's throw it into the teens arena and say, well, you discover who you are, what you want to do, what your gifts, your talents, your attributes, your strengths are. Let's go from that space of can do. Rather than can't do, won't do, don't know. Yeah. Let's let's flip the coin and go from a place of can do, right? So what can you do? But not just that. What do you love? Because if you end up doing something that you love, it doesn't feel like work. And then not only can you do it, you will thrive in it. You will be brilliant at it. You will get paid for it because you'll be the only person that can do it in that way. Yeah. So it's about unlocking that uniqueness 
inside our young teenagers and showing them what it is that they can do, what it is that they can bring to the table, what it is that makes them unique and special, that they can talk about in interviews, that they can put in their personal statements, that they can add in their CVs that makes them stand out from other people so that somebody looking at that will say, I want that unique talent. I want that ability. Right. It's no good just going, oh, I'm a creative person in one sentence with a really boring CV. How's that creative? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Got you. So it's about what we do, not what we say we do. So are we therefore at the stage where we should be encouraging our kids and our teens to do, for want of a better phrase, passion projects and stuff like that? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because here's the thing in lockdown. Nobody has had any work experience, even from 14 year olds. Right. You can't do babysitting because you couldn't go to someone's house and the parents weren't going out anyway because there's nowhere to go. Yes. Yes. You can't do babysitting. You couldn't do um, washing cars. Right. Because you can't touch people's stuff. You couldn't do lawn mowing for old ladies because the old ladies were sheltering. Right. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do washing up in pubs because pubs weren't open. Right. Regardless of the waitressing and you couldn't work in a charity shop for nothing. You couldn't even get a job for nothing. So nobody's got interpersonal skills. Nobody's got people skills. Nobody's got work experience in the traditional sense that you can put on your CV. So it's about time we think outside the box and we give young people a way to prove that they've got these skills uh, in a different way. So maybe through a course or a passion project or a collaborative project online with other young people or setting up an entrepreneur, you know, a business from your bedroom. Like something, do something. This is the golden opportunity to be looking at things on YouTube, to making connections on LinkedIn. There's these amazing people who haven't, who aren't as busy as they used to be because they've been in lockdown. So they are happy to have conversations with young people right now. Okay. Because I'm listening to what you're saying. I, I am so totally behind all this. I can see a couple of my, you know, I can see sort of parents were going, are you telling me that even though the world's opening up, you're going to expect my child to stay online for longer? I'm wanting to get them off their devices. I'm wanting to get them outside. I'm watching, you know, and they've they've had the whole of the, the year and they've done nothing and they could have done all this and, and they could have been online doing a business in their bedroom and, and it's opening up and you're telling me they've got to stay put and do that? So I'm not I, saying they've got to stay put and do anything. Of course, go out and about. They've got to see their friends and socialise and <clears throat> and all of that. But there is a lot of social anxiety around that, just as flagging that up to parents. Don't be pushing them into parties and into situations because actually even with proms and things, there are people freaking out and getting ready and then going and being collected early because they can't handle it so just just mindful of all that pushing them back into go to festivals like be prepared to collect them they might not be taking drugs and up two in the morning and staying there for five days it can be really overwhelming can't it very overwhelming so um it's not the same at all as it used to be now yeah Um, It's about easing in gently. But all I'm saying is that these opportunities are still there, even if they do go out and about and get shop work and everything else. It's about them making use of the opportunities online. And, you know, the world is a global market. The, The classroom doesn't just have four walls in the school that your child goes to. So open your mind. How exciting. 
how, it's how really exciting. So how do we guide our kids? Because, I mean, there will be parents sort of, or, or, or is it as, as, as simple as sort of throwing the ball back into the sort of child's court and go, now, come on, go and start digging. Go and let, let's find out what you want. Because I know so many te- teenagers and I'm sort of saying, right, OK, what are you keen on and what are you good at? And oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't, and it's no, come on, come on, you know, and, and we have to dig and for many disillusioned kids or many kids that are just struggling and overwhelmed, it, forgive me, Claire, it's a hell of a lot easier to just to scroll through Instagram rather than go, today I'm going to find my passion project. Of so, course it is. What, what do we do to guide them? Because it is still our job a bit, isn't it? Of course it is. Well, the thing is, it's just about having a conversation. I mean, the first thing you can do is just make sure that you go out for a walk or you go out for a car drive. We go down to the beach and you just have a chat and say, well, let's think about the pathways that are available to you. So plan A, you do this and let's forward wind. And that gets you to there in an ideal world. If you if you pass everything and it works out how you want, you know, um, plan A version two is this is what happens if you go down that path. But you don't do everything you're supposed to do. And so you get that. Right. Um, You know, but, you know, do you like those options? And if they like those options, fine. Stick with plan A. Don't even discuss plan B. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If they go, actually, that's really awful. I don't like even if I succeed in plan A and I forward wind, I don't I'm not interested in that. Go right. Well, if you're not interested in that, let's see if there's another path you can go down. Let's see where you want to end up and reverse engineer it and see what you can do today to start that pathway. Okay. And this is this is stuff. You you do this. You know, I I did sort of touch on it. You've got um uh, uh, a program running at the minute, haven't you? Tell us a yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. So this discovering your path is basically uh, there for me to nag your teenager, so you don't have to have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> right. So and and I connect them with on WhatsApp and everything. I remind them to turn up, so you don't have to be like, "Have you done this? Have you done that?" So um, what people have loved really about this course is that um, you know. So for example, um, one of the mums has said to me, "You know, uh, my daughter's announced tonight that she's starting a new chapter in her life, and that she feels so much happier." So this is the thing that they that this is the thing, right? Um, the course has been a really positive experience, and it's the end of one journey and the beginning of another. And, and Claire, that's that, sorry. Let me just interrupt. That is so important, isn't it? That's because the it's point. Giving, it's giving our children the opportunity to think outside the box. It's giving our children the opportunity to dare. I mean, I was speaking to someone else who who, who would be appearing on a podcast, and her comment was beautiful. And she said, "My mum used to say." That if you don't have a dream, then you can't have a dream come true. Exactly that. And and it's so important for us to, as adults, go and face follow your own dreams, mums and dads. But yes. it's 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 important to allow our kids the opportunity to just see what the possibilities and the opportunities are that make their heart sing, that make them, you know, rather than, well, I was good at physics, so I'm going to That's do right. it. You know, it's just, it, we don't have, because I, I mean, it's so often I've sort of said to my kids, but you're good at this, and, and yeah. but I don't like it. And I go, right, okay, well, then That's right. let it be. That's right. I was, I was hosting um, a Chinese student over half term. Amazing. She's only 12. She's already grade eight cello. And I was like, well, that's amazing. I said, you know, you must really love music. She said, I hate the cello. Oh, God. Grade eight. She, you know, and this is it. Just because you're good at something 
doesn't mean you love it. It means what a waste. It means you've followed the rules and you've sat there and you've done the work and you've shown up when you've had to show up because the consequence of not doing it was worse. Yes. Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah. So that's not the space we want to be in at all. Yeah. I want, like I say with the switch on, I want your team to be happy, motivated and excited about their future, that they've envisaged their future, not the future you've envisaged for them, their future that they've envisaged, because then they are committed to taking the steps that they are, that are needed to get the results that they want, their results that they want, not the results that you want, not the results that you want for your daughter at age 12 to be grade eight cello if she's not motivated and excited about that and I think that's something that's quite important for parents to understand and learn that there might be dare I say it's quite powerful there might be a little bit of grieving in the future child mm. you think you might lose absolutely I had to go to counseling for grief when my son left to live with his dad yeah there is total loss yeah because you brought up this little person that you've read to and that you've loved and you've done the birthday parties and the, the bars and the friends and the sleepovers and all the stuff 24-7 for, you know, 15 odd years. <laughs> and then suddenly they're going, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard as a parent to step back. Yeah. Really hard. And for example, in um, split households like we've got, they may get different mindset mindsets you know so I've got a growth mindset my husband's a bit more traditional an ex-husband uh and he's got perhaps more of a, a limited growth mindset so my son who's now taking um doing a degree in fine art um he wants his what has wanted to be a film director from the age of seven making animated lego movies and stuff and so when he was living with me and and you know for all his young life i'm like yes you can do it you'll be a film director and he won awards and he created films and we did what we did with what we had amazing and um and so he, he's got into a good grammar school as well. And so he's also doing the traditional, you know, A-levels and what are you going to do next and blah, blah, blah. And then when he was staying with his dad, his dad's saying things like, well, it's all very well, like we said at the beginning of this conversation, actually, it's all very well, you know, wanting to be a film director and doing art and everything. But like, you know, how are you going to make like it's you need to have sensible subjects. <laughs> Right. You need to have sensible subjects on your CV that will get you into university, that will get you into jobs where you can earn money to then support the art and the filmmaking. And then Alex would come back to me and I'll go, no, no, you don't need a plan B. Um, you know, I've gone to a, I've gone to a LinkedIn networking and I've found amazing people who can mentor you. <laughs> so this poor child's got two completely different parental perspectives so how do we manage that because there's a lot there's lots of parents who have let's say conflicting parenting styles yes. and conflicting views how, wow. how how can we support our kids in the well, where i say don't listen to so and so listen i'll to tell kids. you how yes you empower them to make their own decisions and this is exactly what alex has done so regardless of whether he's with me or regardless of whether he's with his dad he has carved out his path for himself that not <clears throat> neither of us came up with uh, neither of his parents came up with so for example he did his a levels he did his uh he did uh sociology english <clears throat> and something else, history, and um, didn't do art. Notice the absence of art in the A-level subjects. That's, because, yeah. 
all subjects. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, but he decided he did his research. Not didn't ask me, didn't ask his dad. He did his research and he found out that to do to become a film director, all the film directors that he'd researched didn't go to media school at university, didn't study film at university. They actually all did something else. They did art at university. These film directors, like Spielberg, right? So he did his research. He reversed engineered, and this is the exact pathway I take teenagers down. I didn't do it with Alex, but I I learned from Alex that yeah. that's how to do it. And um, so he's like, right, I'm going to go to art college. And then of course everybody's go, oh, you haven't got art A level. He's like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> he said I didn't like, and he only got like C at GCSE art because he hated. GCSE art. He's always drawn. He's such a creative person. He hated the fact that you couldn't be creative yes. in art. Yes. You have to follow a certain way of how other artists do art. And he's like, well, that's not my way of doing art. That's, surely art is subjective anyway, for goodness yeah. sake. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I hear you. So what he did was he was like, right, I want to go to Central St. Martins, which is the top art school in London the top art college, university. And um, so he created his own portfolio during lockdown where he wasn't even doing art A-level. In fact, at one point he ran out of paint and he was using cinnamon and he was using paprika and he was using curry powder and he was mixing them to make certain colours, right? Because he ran out of paint and he couldn't go out. <laughs> And he was using plastic bags and he was using glue and he was using all these things to put underneath clay to create contouring and goodness knows what he was doing. He was doing crazy stuff and he was doodling and everything. He was teaching himself on the computer. Anyway, he ended up creating this most amazing portfolio. He got himself the interview into Central St. Martins. Um, my sister helped him a little bit with his personal statement because she works with graphic designers. Um, and that was that. And he got in, he got the foundation course. He's done the foundation course now and he's um, applied himself to now do the three year degree. And he's got into the first year of doing the degree course without even doing art a level and the reason that he's doing fine art is because there's a module in this course which is a 4d module which means that he can get his films done as part of the course and get them up in museums oh my and that's the pathway that he discovered himself because i was saying to my ex-husband but why is he doing art like how's that going to get him to be a film director well that's how Okay. And you see, they know, these teenagers know. If, if He was so passionate about this that he couldn't not do it. Does that make, make sense? And so he had to find a way to make it work. And the message he was getting from his dad, which is like, well, I've always loved doing cartooning and art, but I've been an insurance broker for 30 years. And the message he was getting from me, which was like, yes, go and be a film director. Let's get you awards. Let's get you neither of those messages were landing and it's i mean it's this is sort of going back to my training where which is nlp which is basically saying what we need to do is we want to you know you model what you see don't you yes so he went back to and 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 was looking at the people who he wanted to be like and that's thought, right hey, well let's model their behavior let's that's not right. quite listen to mum or dad who no. are with respect on sort of high up in the film directory yes world. exactly who around me 
who I know is a really important, massively uh, famous, well-made film director. Oh, no one. So why should I listen to them then? How wonderful. So it really is. It's throwing, it's, it's, it's handing the reins back to our kids, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. and dare I say it, being brave enough as a parent to allow them to run with that. Let them get on with it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because you see, in my in my course, one of our things is clarifying your own values. Now, if your value is integrity or honesty or something like that, you've got to be true to yourself. Yeah. Uh, another one is discovering your passions. Well, Alex's Alex's passion has always been filmmaking, but always doodling as well. He used to get told off all the time for his books being a mess because he would to concentrate and listen yes, he yes. would doodle and he would always doodle skulls and stuff it wouldn't be like nice little flowers and stars and things right it would be yeah. like pen and ink like a, a cross hatching and crazy stuff but amazing and I've kept all his doodles now imagine if he gets rich and famous and suddenly there's some of his first doodles from when he was seven and eight and nine you know well, that's your nest egg right there isn't it <laughs> This is how he learned. This is how he learned by doing to help him to concentrate. But he was always drawing. So this is the thing. What does your child do? And for ourselves, what did you do as a child that you just did for fun, that you just did so naturally, you didn't have to even think about it? Now, you see, if I tried to do a pen and ink drawing of a skull, mine would look ridiculous. Like you wouldn't even put it on a pirate flag, right? <laughs> I'm not a natural artist. Yeah. But Alex has been doing this since the age of six, well, since he could hold a pencil. So it is. So it's, it's finding those innate talents, isn't it? Yes. And um, when you've got those innate talents and you put that with something you're passionate, so he's got that innate talent of the art, put that with something passionate about, which is his film. And then his values are that, you know, he's going to walk this path no matter what and stay, uh, stay integral to himself. Yep. This is why you can see that he's then, you know, he wasn't telling us. This is the thing as well. You, we're all like, get off that screen, your social media this, social media that. They might be teaching themselves things. Yeah. Alex has been teaching himself how to do his first ever 3D thing that can be, that's actually printed. It's amazing. He's drawn something and it's come back as a little plastic figure in yeah. real life. I'm like, wow. And this is the thing is that we need to, um, as parents, not be afraid to learn from our kids. Yes. Whilst they're teaching themselves, we really could do with learning quite a lot of what they're doing as well. Yeah, we just need to get out of their way, to be honest. Seriously, yeah. we need to get out of their way. You know, because, um, you know, in the second part of this course, we create their vision. They create their bespoke vision on their vision board. Um, and of course, I give them some tips and stuff for that. But if it takes them down a path that the parent hasn't thought about or the teacher or the school hasn't thought about, fantastic. That's come from their inner knowing. That's come from being connected to something bigger than themselves. And th this is sort of slightly linking back to um, when you and I were talking on our previous episode is this is something that I would encourage any parent to do as well is to not only do your values. If you haven't done a values exercise, uh, you know, try, try it. It's really valuable. But it's also working out what makes us tick. So I think very many mums, especially um lose their way, lose their identity, sort of, you know, suddenly have the chauffeur, nurse, parent, you know, sort of. That's right. 
and and we lose who we are. But in order to to do, because this I, I did this a long time ago, and this sort of exercise, the vision board exercise, actually gave me permission to do something else. And when I started my own business with my kids watching on, it had phenomenal power that I didn't yes. realize was you know, and it, they were learning and so go, oh, that's not good for your brand, and all oh, this piece of yeah, music really that's helped. right. <laughs> And, and they sort of become invested and, and wonderfully see you as someone other than just mum in that, you know, it's at, and so to share that journey with your child is hugely rewarding. And, you know, rather than sort of breathing down their neck and sort of saying, well, what are you doing now? It's that's like, right. oh, my God, have you seen what I've been doing? And that's right. Do that collectively, you, can't That's we? right. You've just got to go and do it yourself. So think about what is it you're asking them to do? And then the second question is, have I done it? Yeah. If you yes. haven't done it, don't ask them to do it. Yeah. If you're not following your dreams, don't ask your teenager to follow their dreams. Yeah. As it's a great, as simple as that. As a and, up, that's quite scary, isn't it? You know, my son said to me, he said, Mum, you're so inspiring. So I think that is like parenting well done. Like, my God, if I've inspired my son, really... That's huge. That's all I'm here to do. Inspire him to become who he needs to be. Because that, when we do that, and we, we sort of touched on social anxiety a, a minute ago, when we know that we're following our dreams, when we know that we're being integral to our, to our own values, that builds that inner confidence, doesn't it? It helps us grow. It helps us realize, do you know what I like who I see in the mirror? Do you yeah. know what? It's all right that I, I'm, I have chosen no longer to follow grade eight cello even though I'm fantastic at yeah. it and I want to go and do something else and and when you start following that as an adult or as a child it it builds it builds that sort of inner knowing doesn't it and that's sort of that and I it a lot of these problems that we're having at the minute does boil down to lack of confidence so yeah. if we can trigger that if we can build that in and to make our kids and ourselves feel happier about who we are that's got to be a fabulous thing, hasn't it's it? It's a fabulous thing. And in fact, <clears throat> it's exactly that. Um, I mean, module three is called do things your way. That's oh, it. Wow. That's it. Don't do things other people's ways. That way works for them. It might not work for you. So we've got all the things about the belief cycle. Whose beliefs are they really? Are they your beliefs or are they society's beliefs, beliefs that have been given to you by your parents? You don't have to actually adopt those beliefs anymore. Yeah. You know, um, and then with that confidence and that beliefs and the vision and the values all in place, you then have that resilience like my son had to persevere. Even when he didn't have paint, he was painting. Whoa. Yeah. But if his A-level teacher had said to him, Alex, over the holidays, you need to do a project on X, Y, Z and it needs to look like Picasso and it needs to use these colours. And he's, do you think he'd have done it? No. And that's and also that's going back to it's it's restricting children to our own experiences. Yes. And and that just that dampens creativity. Yes. And it's just it's it's empowering our kids to take the reins again. That's it. And they have the answers inside them. The thing that Alex came up with was something that never in a million years my ex-husband or I could have come up with for him. But but. Claire, how as parents, because I get you and I, I'm sort of a bit like this. I, I sort of I'm seeing my children do sort of U-turns in their careers and it's like knock yourself out. You know, you you it's always going to build on transferable skills anyway, isn't it? But 
for those parents who have that, shall I call it programming? I don't know, but that's a belief of too scared to let go, too scared and or worried, or I just want, you know, you don't understand Kai, our situation slightly different. So how do we encourage our parents to have that faith in our kids that they're going to be all right? Well, it's it's a it's a choice that they have to make for their own personal growth, unfortunately. For their own, for the parents' growth for or kids' parents growth. Parents' personal growth in order to allow their children to have the wings to fly. So it's and, and I think this is one of the things. And if I, they're if they're in that programmed phase, they won't even be listening to this podcast, Kai. That's fair. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Because a, a lot of the parents... Because, because why would they? they? They would think that that way of parenting is good enough. And why should I be listening to a podcast about how to raise a teenager when um, I was fine as I was? My father, yeah. the father was fine as he was. The grandfather was fine as he was. And our son's taking this path and our daughter's taking that path. And we've already decided what universities they're going to when they were five. So they wouldn't listen to this podcast. No, that's fair enough. That's yeah. Um, it's it's yes. So so it's so. Thankfully, then we're preaching to the choir. But it's because it's. I I just think that it's so important to be able to just. I think I think it is a leap of faith sometimes, isn't it? It's a huge leap yeah. of faith. And as I say, you know, I needed counselling for the loss. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm not saying it's an easy journey. I mean, you need the courage of a lion. Yes. To let go. Yeah. Um. But yeah. invariably, do you know what? They do find their own way, don't they? Yeah. You know, I mean, the thing is, <clears throat> it is about the confidence. So, you know, with the coaching, it helps, right? Because it's like you're letting go, but you know there's a safety net. Yeah. This is the thing that helps, you know. So, for example, one of the mums has said, um, you know, Claire's had an amazingly positive impact on Ellie's confidence. That's what you were just talking about. I'm so very grateful for the skills and belief Claire's been able to instill in my daughter. So notice she's not saying the skills and belief Claire has given her. It's like I've given the daughter the opportunity to yeah. see her own skills and self-belief. And then she goes on to say, I'm very grateful for the difference this has made for Ellie and for our relationship. And so I, th you... I think that's the thing, Claire, is the fact that it's when as parents we, let's say, give the reins to our kids it's when we start seeing the feedback. It's when we start seeing the confidence grow. It's when we start seeing them, you know, the lightness spark in their eye again. Yes. Actually getting the validation that we yes. that actually this is the right path for our kids to follow, isn't it? Yes, exactly. So exactly. It's just it's trusting in the process, even though it's a new process. It's trusting that everything's going to be all right. That's and right. And we just need to look for those little breadcrumbs and the, you know, because it, it's it's not all going to slot into place immediately, but it's just watching the first step and the second step and watching the opportunities open up as as our kids start. To That's go. right. And, you know, they start to use those tools. They start to ask curious questions. So they will start using, um, you know, Instagram, not just to follow their friend, but they start to 
use Instagram to follow people who are in the space that they want to be in. They can start making connections like my son has. Mm. You know, he's using um, Instagram for completely different reasons. You know, he's using LinkedIn for completely different reasons. He's using YouTube for completely different reasons. Just because he's up in his bedroom and not telling me those reasons doesn't mean he's not using them for a way that's going to advance what he wants to do. Totally. So that's the thing. And, you know, by having this kind of program, like discovering your path, helping them know that it's not they're not just having to be like your son, that tunnel of doom at age 11. Oh, my God, this is who I'm going to end up as. Yeah. They know, Okay, this might be some of the stepping stones I need. Well, that's the the thing, isn't it? And it's it's, sometimes it's following those stepping stones to keep options open and yes but that's a completely different conversation and they're like I'm doing this maths GCSE that I find really hard to keep my options open for further training in this because it links with that bigger vision yeah Yeah. my love this has been wonderful thank you so much um and I shall put in the show notes all the all the um the links that people need thank you hold of you but this is so important, is giving our children, so especially after this crappy year that we've all yeah, um, definitely. giving them the opportunity to think bigger, bolder, braver, and how wonderful that yes. uh, you have programs to, to support them. And, and parents are just hopefully just maybe that little bit reassured that it's okay to let their kids yeah. just follow their own. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. And that we follow ours. Oh, my word. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you, sweetheart, so much indeed. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kai. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please reach out if you've got any questions and um, have an amazing rest of the day. Speak to you soon, love. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.